Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. They have a week five offer every football fan should jump on. New customers that use the code PHNX to sign up can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was in 1943, so I would say that this deal is a no-brainer. Johnny, uh, how's it going? Is your wife back? No, she's not. I'm alone. Uh, but I have you and I have the Cardinals to talk about. And so that'll get us to the end of the week and to this weekend. But Are you no, still wearing those red pants? I am not. I have cotton shorts on. Thankfully, you can't see me here because we're doing this remotely. And this is an audio podcast only. So for our Friday show, that's kind of a nice teaser. What will I be wearing based on what laundry do I have remaining from my home? <laughs> I would love it if you just showed up in like um, like some basketball shorts and like a cutoff tee from like your high school days or something. It's like, like an and one, you know, yeah. like cotton outfit. <laughs> yeah, from the late late nineties, early two thousands. No, you don't want that. Saul always rocks like cotton shorts and or mesh shorts, and I'm like, I can't wear that. I'm already Kirsten's <laughs> losing it. I'm already five six. I have to come and look like semi presentable. Otherwise, people are like, what the hell are you doing on this stream? Get <laughs> Who let that 11th grader on this show to talk Cardinal football? So I have to look like, you know, I have a collar shirt on now. I have to look presentable. You look great. We all look great today on this uh, podcast. You can't see us anyway, but we, we look great. All right. Let's get into it. Some news coming out of the Cardinals today. They released cornerback Quentin Dunbar, who they just signed to the practice squad. And Johnny, you felt like it was actually – uh, a pretty good pickup and thought that he might be able to contribute at least to, to, to the depth. Yeah, swing and a miss by me. I thought this was a significant move. I Dare I call it a kind time signing uh, early in the season. It was not. It was a feeler. I have no idea. Neither of us do why he was released. I would imagine it has something to do with uh, his performance, maybe in practice. Uh, nothing off the field, you would think. Uh, maybe his legs are just toast at this point. Uh, I also think it speaks to confidence they have in uh, Marco Wilson specifically. Marco, outside of a, a rough first half against the L.A. Rams over the course of the Sunday game, played really well. Had an interception negated by penalty. That was garbage. We all saw that. They feel like between he and Byron Murphy, who's right now a star in the making, they've got a nice nucleus of young athletic corners. And you've got Robert Alford. I thought Dunbar could complement that group well especially as we get into the latter months of the season, consider Marco Wilson's maybe going to hit a rookie wall at some point. I still think it's an area where they would probably take a flyer on a guy that's notable. Um, and I also liked it because, you know, he's capable, or I thought he was, and you keep him away from the San Francisco's of the world. But well, you know, as of right now, they're happy with what they have. I felt like he's a great depth guy. And I think you brought up this point too, where he, you're, you're taking him away from, possibly going to another team in the division. And so if nothing more, at least nobody else is going to be able to pick him up. But I actually found, I was doing some digging here. So Dunbar played for the Seahawks last year. He was with the uh, the Lions in camp, excuse me if I can talk right now. And he left training camp mm-hmm. for personal reasons. And then several days after that was excused from the team. Sounds very familiar. 
very like a little too familiar, you know, so a hundred percent. Yeah. So I just found that really interesting. There's some, definitely some, some parallels there and the fact that the Cardinals still were interested. Um, but it, it sounds like something maybe a little more than just his capabilities were going on uh, yeah. there. So they were really so quick to sign him too. I mean, they worked him out and there was reports that, he was going to be stashed on the practice squad like Prince of Mucamera. And then they like elevated him to the 53 man roster. Uh, I don't think he was active though on Sunday. I'd have to double check. I did not. I don't think so. Seeing him in uniform. So, I mean, that, that was incredibly flat fast to pivot off of a guy with that kind of pedigree and resume. Well, either way, the cornerbacks, and you mentioned it, they, they, they haven't struggled. They've been playing phenomenally. Uh, you couldn't ask for more from Marco Wilson. Um, they really stepped up. Byron Murphy got a little banged up, and they really stepped up in his absence. Uh, Jalen Thompson was one of the guys, um, just in the secondary in general, that stood out to me. He had some tackles that were just like, you know, your audible reactions when you when you saw them. Yeah, tone setters, right? And I think even more impressive to me was like when Byron Murphy left the game, he transitioned to cornerback and was covering uh, Ram wide receivers. He was on Cooper Cup at times. Cooper Cup, who I think led the NFL in receiving yards, had a very average game. And that was due. He only had five receptions. He was targeted yeah. 13 times, only had five receptions. The Cardinals secondary, and specifically Jalen Thompson, that's going to go down. If he can stay healthy, and, and health was a concern last year, but if he can stay healthy, that's one of the biggest pickups ever for this franchise in the supplemental draft. But if you consider what they surrender, which was a day three pick, a fifth round pick, I mean, you talk about this secondary right now on the surface, having two cornerstone players that were taken in the second round and Byron Murphy and Buda Baker. And then two additional players that you feel like you might have something, certainly Marco Wilson and Jalen Thompson, fourth and fifth rounders. That's how championship teams are built because only one of those individuals is paid a high dollar amount, and that's Buddha. Marco Wilson and Jalen Thompson and Byron Murphy are making no big money right now. Now, I think Byron's going to get extended, well-deserved after this season, but that's why you're able to pay J.J. Watt, and that's why Kyler Murray's going to get the money he's going to get. When you get good Steve Kime in this instance, I've got an article coming out on gophnx.com about some of Steve's uh, most impressive moves of the offseason that are paying dividends now. That's where things start to separate you from the rest of the pack because we knew the Cardinals had blue-chip high-end talent, the Hopkins of the world, Chandler Jones, Kyler Murray, but then you look at, okay, last year, for instance, I thought there was a big gap that separated the top-tier talent to the bottom feeders on the roster that <clears throat> were bringing this team down on a weekly basis. Now they've supplemented the middle of the roster with good players. Guys that, you know, Jalen Thompson may never make a Pro Bowl, but he's a kind of player you need to compete for a division title, to compete to get to the playoffs, right? So, I mean, it's... Rashad Johnson comes to mind or Tony Jefferson comes to mind guys who are maybe not thought of as elite players, but I mean, for the longest time, the Cardinals have been missing on those kind of guys. And yeah, we'd have the big trades. And again, they'd have, you know, five to seven star players. Everybody like, why is Arizona not better? Well, because the rest of the roster isn't any good. 
And now Kime has done a much better job, especially in the secondary, finding talented players on the cheap. It also speaks to developing guys because he's another third year player. You know, he's not a name that we were talking about heading into the season, but we keep talking about that third year. Yeah, that's when guys tend to to really break out. And yeah. Jalen Thompson is one of those guys. He was asked today uh, about how those hard hits set the tone and and whether he felt that that was the case. Here's what he had to say. Heck yeah, heck yeah. I feel like uh, setting the tone is a big part of uh, just playing football in general. So. I feel like uh, we have a lot of tone setters on the team, J.J. Watt, uh, Buda Baker, Chandler Jones. So um, I'm trying to get, trying to become one of those uh, tone setters as well. Can't really say enough uh, about the uh, the secondary, and, and we'll talk about that a little later on. But I also want to talk about you know the receiving room, specifically A.J. Green, uh, because four weeks in, everybody's saying A.J. is back. But he has something to say for all those people who think that he's back. Yeah, I don't think I ever left. Um, you know, I just you know just getting great opportunities. Um, we have a guy like Hop on the other side and, and Kirk, and the way that our skill position is playing, um, everybody plays us honest. And um, you know, kind of just spreading the ball around with Max and everybody. You know, Chase. You know, offensive line and Kyler. You know, everybody's just playing playing well, man. We just gotta keep this thing rolling. Um, sky's the limit for us. He never left. He never went anywhere. He has two touchdowns this season. He had two touchdowns all of last season. I've I've already started scribing, just for your awareness, Tristan, my three-part apology to A.J. Green uh, after trashing the signing in the offseason because I thought that was money wasted. Uh, I was like, what are you doing? They threw the ball a lot last year in Cincinnati. He had a ton of targets in Cincinnati last year. I think only converted like something like 30%. And I mean, Twitter had a field day, not that Twitter is the general consensus, but they had a field day online the day the Cardinals brought in AJ Green for something like $6 million. Fast forward through three, four weeks, he's averaging 16.5 yards per reception. As you mentioned, he's got two TDs and he's leading the team with nearly 250 yards receiving. Um, I did not see this coming. I thought complimentary piece, right? But I was really high on Rondell Moore after the camp he had. And not saying that anybody's disappointed, but there's no way I thought through four weeks he would lead the team in receiving yards. And he has been that missing ingredient outside opposite Hopkins. You know, with all due respect to Larry Fitzgerald, 38 years old, Christian Kirk can't really play outside. We're seeing much better suited for inside. Same with Rondell Moore. I mean, you're X and your Y receiver, which is what Hop and Green are. Typically, you have to be six foot or above, and you have to be able to beat press one-on-one coverage. And there are so many, only so many people who can do that, right? And if you don't have elite physical traits, and I thought AJ didn't have those traits anymore, it's very difficult. And all we've seen is, yes, he's benefited from single coverage, certainly benefited from playing with Kyler Murray, but he was very meticulous picking his spot in coming to Arizona. And very quiet, went about his due diligence, had a phenomenal training camp, got off to a little bit of a slow start in Tennessee, and we're like, "Mm, maybe it's not meant to be. It's only gotten better every week. And, I mean, you saw last week, abusing two and three level corners for capable defenses like the Rams because you have the benefit of Jalen Ramsey on Hopkins, and that can free him up. And he mentioned this. He's been asked to be the guy every time, everywhere he's been, since dating back to high school and at the University of Georgia with Matthew Stafford, coincidentally, and now it's just like, just wants to be 
part of this offense. And that's the best version of the Cardinal offense when you have different elements and dynamics all working together and you're not overly dependent on one guy. I mean, kudos to him. He looks phenomenal. Yeah, to get into some of the numbers, he did play in all 16 games last year and, again, just had those two touchdowns to show for it. Uh, In four games here in Arizona, he's had 15 receptions for 248 yards. Again, those two TDs. He's been targeted 24 times, while DeAndre Hopkins has 17 receptions for 225 yards, three touchdowns. He's been targeted 25 times. So it's like 1A and 1B for those two guys. And uh, just I wonder how much – and he talked about it when he first got here – just coming to just a new place – other side of the country, a beautiful state like Arizona with a team that is on the rise and is quickly becoming uh, one of the hottest, if not the hottest team in the league. I mean, that's got to re-energize, you know, any veteran that uh, that could be put in this situation. Totally agree. They, it makes Arizona uh, a destination place for free agent players. And Cliff Kingsbury's offense is inviting. And we talk about it all the time. This offense features like six to seven guys right now, including the running backs and tight ends. If I'm a free agent and I'm looking to maximize my value like Green is on a one-year contract, yeah, I get to play with Kyler Murray in this offense. It's very appealing. Um, I don't know if you even play fantasy football or not. I do. Um, We need to get a PHNX fantasy team going next year. We do, yeah, next year. Was listening to the NFL Network, and uh, they said uh, a stat. uh, The only top 20 fantasy running back without a touchdown this year is Chase Edmonds. So there you go. Yeah. Interesting. What I will say is that I have no problem with it. I'm sure Chase would prefer to get in the end zone. I think touchdowns are great, but a little bit overrated for that position. And I think what he's doing from a yard – I mean, he's got 5.9 yards per carry. It's insane for a running back of his stature. He's instant offense. I don't care if James Conner averages three yards per carry the rest of the year. They brought him in to do exactly what he's been doing. Run between the tackles, get short yardage. So if he ends the year with like 12 touchdowns, but like 500 yards rushing and chases over a thousand, that's, that's the perfect balance for what this team needs. They've got a two very capable, different kind of players that they can leverage. I love what both of them bring to the table. Now Chase is a free agent after this year, and that's a position you typically don't like to pay. So, I mean, there could be some guys that are looking to cash in. The Kirks of the world, Chase Edmonds, you know, (laughs) James Conner, A.J. Green, they're on one-year contracts. So we should enjoy this now because it could look a little different, but Chase has been phenomenal. He's terrific on Sunday. Oh, add Chandler Jones to uh, to the list of guys that are yeah. on a contract year. That's a lot of talent right there. The car, I mean, that just kind of put things into perspective. Uh, I just haven't really kind of made that mental list in my head since uh, the season kind of began. But man, that's all that. Those are some some of your key pieces right there, which makes the pressure that's on the Cardinals to kind of get it done this year even greater, I guess. Yes. So it's compounded with that. And I mean, Michael Bidwell and Kyler Murray are going to have a conversation after this year, assuming things go well, and he's going to make him top three to five quarterback in the NFL. He's going to pay him generational wealth, well-deserved. And then it's also increased pressure on Steve Kime, where he's got to find the more Marco Wilsons of the world and Jalen Thompsons. You supplement the back end of your roster with cheap talent because you can't pay everybody. But right now, Cardinals are in a position where I think – before coming into this year, 
top 10 to 12 roster, we've said consistently, I mean, could you argue now it's a top five to seven roster? I think so. I want to remind everybody that uh, the DraftKings Sportsbook app, if you use the code PHNX to sign up, bet just $1 on any NFL game. Okay. Literally bet just $1 on any NFL game. Uh, and you win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. So I'm going to bet that the Cardinals <laughs> are going to score and uh, place a bet on the Cardinals. And there you go. $100 That's a very confident bet. Good for you. <laughs> um, as always, 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And I took a look through the in-game parlays that they've got going on for this week's matchup against the 49ers. There are... Uh, there are a few things that I felt comfortable betting on. So we'll get to our perfect parlays later in the show. Uh, but before that, I also want to remind everybody, I believe this is the last day to buy any one of our college tees, Arizona State themed, Arizona themed tees and get half off any other t-shirt for members only. But anyone can buy a t-shirt, phnxlocker.com. Uh, members always just get the greatest deals to take advantage of and get to read all the articles that that you write up on gophnx.com, Johnny. Fantastic content. I believe you put a poll on Twitter that almost a thousand people voted on. So yeah. So you asked, what is the biggest surprise to start the season for the unbeaten Arizona Cardinals and over 75%. So 75.1% said high level cornerback play. And we just spent the majority of the first part of the show talking about how impressed we were with the cornerbacks. The poll was interesting. I flubbed up. I will admit that I screwed up and, and left off. You can only have four options. And I put high level cornerback play talked about Jordan Hicks revival, AJ green returning to form. And then I put, you know, Rondell Moore's explosion as a rookie. But that was kind of premeditated based on the camp he had. I, I left off one key ingredient to my, at least my biggest, one of my biggest surprises this year. Can you think of what it might be on this team? Um, biggest surprise. I mean, would it have something to do with the offensive line? Kind of. It's on the offensive side. It's on the offensive side. The running backs? No. Max Williams' production at tight end, that was a position. Are you just going to let me go through every uh, – Kyler Murray. uh... I mean, tight end's technically part of the offensive line, so you were by default correct. Uh, But I was never more critical of Steve Kime in the offseason, number one, not resigning Dan Arnold and not addressing the position at all. They could have taken Pat Fryermuth in the second round of the draft. Penn State tight end, no. Uh, they had a plethora of targets that they could have gone after in free agency. Now nah, we're not interested in that. Could have traded for Zach Ertz, somebody like David Njoku. They said, no, we're just going to go with Max Williams. And I'm like, Max Williams is a predominantly run-blocking tight end. He's fantastic at it. He doesn't catch the football. I think his like, career high in receiving yards is like a couple hundred. So on pace for over 700 receiving yards this year. Had a big-time touchdown. Uh, against your your chief opponent for a division championship this year. He looks fantastic. He slid into that role that Dan Arnold had last year. I will eat all the crow on the A.J. Greens of the world and the cornerback situation, but especially 
I owe Max Williams a big apology. I did not think he was capable of this. See, I thought that he – I was pretty optimistic just because he was injured most of last year. Um, I felt like if he was fully healthy – um, that, um, you know, it was that the Cardinals were fine. I mean, I didn't expect maybe, the, you know, the start that he's had, especially the game that he had on Sunday against the Rams. Uh, but I wasn't necessarily concerned about it, but he definitely, and I'm, I'm reading the comments now too, uh, people are writing, you know, went with cornerback play. This is from Roger Emerson, went with the, the cornerback play, probably say Max Williams too. He's been awesome, way better than expected. Um, so yeah, I mean, there are so many bright spots with this team. I, there's other comments in here that, you know, one is, can I choose all? You know, they've all been, I mean, we went into the season with, we weren't really sure what the heck was going to happen with the cornerbacks with the Malcolm Butler situation. I didn't think that Jordan Hicks was really going to play much at all because we I were. I thought they were going to cut him in June. I thought they were yeah. just going to let him walk. I know. And so that that's really been a shocker. I mean, AJ Green, we knew what he has been capable of in the past, but it seemed like his best days were far behind him. Um, and he's had, a, you know, an incredible start to the season that we also talked about. And uh, the last one that you have on here is Rondell Moore's explosion. I would I would say that it's more of just an impressive uh, start to his rookie season, you know, especially with his debut week one. But um, yeah, that was the, that was three, that had 3.1% on the poll, but everything on here and then add Max Williams to the list too. I mean, there's been really a, a ton of, of players uh, or groups that we had question marks on, like it could work out, it couldn't work out, but we're not really sure that I think have been pleasant surprises. Max Williams is roughly 90 yards from his career high in receiving yards through four games to begin a season. And I think I will give Cliff Kingsbury credit there because clearly he's putting him in the right positions. He's pushing all the right buttons offensively. So, yeah, that's a lot on Max. But Cliff, to me, I mean, I really could have put a big uh, point of emphasis, uh, asterisk on that poll that was like, no matter what you put in here, Cliff Kingsbury and his coaching job to begin the season after what we saw at the tail end of last year is the biggest and most welcome surprise. I mean, this is, yeah. this is probably this week right now, the best week of Cliff Kingsbury's life. And so maybe since he got the Cardinal job. <laughs> of his life. That's a bold statement, Johnny. Well, he's not married. <laughs> he any kids. Certainly of his profession. When you beat your mentor and you're on top of the NFL landscape, and you're Cliff Kingsbury, single guy. I, I would say this is up there. Now, hopefully, he doesn't peak here, and it's, it's a it's a long fall to the bottom to the basement. What did Bruce Aarons used to say? It's go from the penthouse to the shit house really quick. I don't think Cliff has aspirations for that, but we're gonna let him enjoy it this week, man. Cliff deserves all the love. I am not trying to bring up old memories for this poor reporter, but that kind of reminded me of. Remember that sideline reporter that said something about. He's having the time of his oh, life. Yeah. <laughs> so I think he was, yeah, it was like a maybe a Europe NFL, uh, <laughs> game on uh, East or uh, in Europe. I think that clip's fantastic. That's a great one. <laughs> Let's head into our last segment, and we're going to talk a little bit about your expertise, which is sports betting using the DraftKings sports book. Just a reminder, because we're going to talk about some parlays here. Um, if you combine multiple bets from the same game, 
uh, which is the same game parlay, you're always going to get a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. And DraftKings is always safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. And I think, Johnny, too, before we get into the parlays, you have something for the people as well. (laughs) I do. You know, I like to look my best, uh, both on the inside and the outside. And I like to be smelling good, right? And so to keep myself camera ready for you, America, I go to manscaped.com. And if you use the promo code PHNX, you're going to save 20% off site-wide. You're going to get free shipping, get the lawnmower 4.0. Cheerson, you and I were talking about, boyfriend loves the body wash. You know, my wife's into it. It's just, it's a good place to be, to get tailored up, feeling good for when you're out in public, for when you're live streaming like us, or where you're just, you know, hanging around with some friends. Manscaped.com, promo code PHNX, 20% off, free shipping. Do it now. All right. So (laughs) I actually had some trouble with the same game parlays. I kept doing stuff that said like, Error. It can't, can't be parlayed or like that didn't like increase your odds or something. So we dropped it for you. And I was like, oh man, like <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> so I went More pretty friend? basic. Yeah. My, yeah, my perfect parlay this week is really simple. I chickened out. Yeah. I only did two. So the more you stack, the more money you're going to win. And I totally was just like, I have to play it safe because, um, Johnny, you weren't here to help me out. So I have two picks uh, in my parlay. I have the Arizona Cardinals will score the first points, which I I hate this kind of stuff because you're like, who the how do you know? You don't know. But that's what I have. I guess that's what this whole thing is about. Uh, If you knew, it wouldn't be gambling. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> doesn't feel very safe. Okay. Uh, and then I have that the Cardinals are going to score more than 17 and a half points and they scored more than 30 uh, in every game this year. So I bet $25 on it. And my payout, if I hit is going to be 42 24 using the DraftKings Sportsbook app. A very casual play. And I think that emphasizes it's safe. It is safe. You can only. Uh, see the, the the look I just got from Cheerson defending her bed. Okay, so I like it. I think that that is that's a good feeler. Put your toe in, right? If you're feeling a little bit more aggressive, and this is releasing on a Thursday, so a Thursday night preview: LA Rams at the Seattle Seahawks. I like the Rams to rebound. I always look at okay, if a team gets humiliated, <clears throat> they usually rebound the following week, and the Rams got punched in the mouth. After they were told they were this Super Bowl darling, right? So I think Sean McVay's team's ready to go. I like them as a favorite to cover minus two and a half at LA on Thursday night. I think they win handedly. I think Seattle continues to be semi fraudulent defensively. And also in that game, I like Cooper Cup as the first score of the game plus 750. So if you bundle those together, if you parlay that, you get yourself a nice payout plus 750 is big-time odds for a player that has, up until last week, been unstoppable. Seahawks' cornerback situation, unlike Arizona, is a big, dire mess. Uh, And Seattle didn't score but one drive late in the first half against the San Francisco 49ers. So I think the Rams put the foot on the gas. They get back to business this week. That is my same-game parlay for Thursday Night Football. I would be shocked if they lost to the Seahawks. 
but it's a good, hey, it's a good Thursday night game. I'm actually excited to watch it. So, all right, Johnny, thanks. Maybe I'll copy you and try and make Do it. And then, and then if I lose, then you're going to hear It's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Had fun as always, Johnny, and we'll see you guys tomorrow.